0: rooftop
1: of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood. It's the St. Louis Realtor
0: Podcast with your host, Adam Cruz. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast live today, actually, from La Mancha Coffee Shop in Old North St. Louis, right across from Crown Candy. I'm here with Shannon St. Pierre, my co-host. Hello. And we have two very special guests today. You may have heard of them. Zach Smithy, Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, and Joseph Bandalos. Correct. And we are here to talk about container homes today. You guys are building this amazing-looking three-story, super uh, interesting architectural container home here in Old, Old North, right? Yes. And Zach, people may have heard of you because you're the guy who built the container home in St. Charles.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, it caused quite a
0: controversy, which think it would.
2: A little stir and a few more ordinances, I think, in place now.
0: Okay, so let's kind of just... I just have a couple overview questions. So tell me, why container homes? For me, personally,
1: when I was building my house, it was about um, saving money, so it was economic, but it was also about recycling, repurposing, and sustainable building.
0: Okay, so is it economic? I mean, buying these container homes is... You, they're fairly cheap to buy, I guess? And
1: yes, it can be economic. Um, so for the design you get, it is usually cheaper than standard construction. But sometimes you see these really outrageous designs, and people are like, oh, well, that's not, ex- that's not any cheaper than normal construction. But you're getting a very exotic design. So... All right. If you go with a more simple design, yes, it's much cheaper
0: than standard construction. Okay. It it all depends on the design. Are there tons of these shipping containers just available around the world in the country? Oh, yeah. There are
1: approximately 34 million um, on the planet, and most of them uh, are beyond their their years, and they're continually being built.
0: So they, they build it, they use it for a while to ship whatever around the world... And then how do they decide when to stop using it?
1: Um, you know, I'm not sure if they have just a usage or a timeline or just the general con- construction.
3: They have a code requirement that they have to meet, which is uh, seaworthiness. And if okay. it has to pass a specific test. If it doesn't pass that test, then it has to be brought up to standards. And if it's not brought up to standards, it's taken off a lot or taken out of circulation. So, okay,
2: and then what do they do with them then?
3: Then they'll, they, they'll just be stored. Then yeah, they'll have yards of them where they'll just sell them off and do what either what we're doing or just sell them for different Do they scrap them? It, yeah, they'll Melt scrap them. down, and,
2: reuse, and reuse Not
3: really that much, and there's just too many of them to be doing that. But they try, they try to get more use out of them than just a scrap metal.
1: And as far as scrap metal, um, a container is built in such a way that you have to put more energy into cutting it down to scrap it than it's worth that they're okay. going to get back out of it.
0: Okay. So let me back up for a minute. Jack, you're, you're, you're the, the guy who originally thought of doing this locally, uh, and right. And what is your role in this home that we toured today? So Here in Old
1: North. Yes. I, uh, I spent a year and two weeks building mine from scratch uh-huh. and designing it because the bank wouldn't give me a loan. Um, I decided I didn't want to spend another year building this one, so I was
0: on the design and consulting side. Okay. Okay, and Joseph, you obviously, you're the general
3: contractor. Correct. But you seem to know a lot about shipping containers. Is this your first I've shipping been, container project? Or? I've been involved with shipping containers in the past in commercial sides as well as I have a partner. We have a design on particular shipping containers to make them collapsible, so I've had, uh, I work with them internationally as well, so I have a fair share of experience with shipping containers. Wow, okay. Well, so what, what was the process that you guys had to
0: go f- through to get the approval to build this home you know and part of the reason I I, I asked that is because I think people that are seeing your photos online already are probably reaching out to you guys going I want one you know and I know I'm driving around seeing a vacant lot I saw a post for a vacant lot in Maplewood today and I'm going ah we need a shipping container home there right yeah what's the process
1: every municipality is different so every city um every neighborhood is different luckily the city of St. Louis is very accommodating.
0: They want progress. They want people to come in and do interesting things. Is that by aldermen, or is that just the entire city of St. Louis It's probably going to be approved? Joe might know.
3: As far as the city, the, uh, Ralph at the planning department has been very welcoming and very supportive with the project. And you know, with us meeting the guidelines of the architects' approvals and plans, um, they've been very supportive with giving us what we needed to do to move forward. I mean, I'm guessing that the, the the approval has
0: nothing to do with, like, the strength or the structural integrity of it. These are strong buildings, right? It's sure. more about aesthetics or what?
3: Negative. There's a lot of structure that goes involved it, that gets put in as well. Because when you start stacking them, there's a lot of structural yeah. requirements that need to be met there with supports. And it's not where you just take it. Because, remember, wind still plays a part of all of this where they can get either blown over, you know. They, okay. They, they, they hold... As far as um, structural strength, they hold a lot, but you still have to make sure that they're put together properly in order for them to have that strength. And that goes back to the
1: design that we were talking about and um, design costs, construction costs based on design. Um, in Travis's construction, we're cutting out almost all of the interior walls. Now is Travis the guy who you're building the home for? Yes. Okay. okay. And... When you do that, most of the structural integrity of a container is in the walls. So then you have to put in I-beams and other posts to take
0: that load. Okay. So you guys had to get structural engineers involved in kind of planning all this stuff? Yes. Very much so, sure. Luckily, his design, um,
1: as far as the interior goes, is very similar to mine. So we already went through this
0: process once. Okay. So how many square feet is each container? Three hundred and twenty square feet. Oh wow! Okay, so you could someone could probably just use one and make it their house. Yeah, that's a large. That's on the larger side of a tiny home. Uh huh. Have you had people reaching out to you asking for
1: that kind of thing yet, or? Yes, and I haven't had time to uh, go through all of those requests, but I have a list. You do okay. Now would you
2: have to build a foundation for even just a single?
1: Um. As far So if, if you zone it as a tiny home, it has to be on wheels. It has to be
2: mobile. Okay. Um,
1: but if you want it on a lot, then you run into certain problems where uh, a city wants it to be a minimum square feet, which would probably be two containers, 640 square feet, depending on what the city requirements for the minimum square footage is. Do you know
3: what the code is, Joe? No, on minimum requirements, I'm not sure what the code is on the minimum. But um, to answer your question as well... Um, to make them permanent, you have to at least put them on a pad, so you don't have to have a foundation to each one, but as long as there's a, a pad, a slab, a, a slab we, can, we can put them on a pad yeah. and, and join them that way. It's so
0: cool, like what you've done at this house, where there, you know, there's two sitting next to each other, or there's three sitting next to three. each other, and then the next layer is back, so then you get this super cool, like, VIP deck from the second layer, right? And then yes. on the back of it, you get sort of a covered, and this guy's gonna use it as a uh, carport, you said.
1: Yes, yeah, it has a 13-foot cantilever. The center floor is pushed
0: back 13 feet. The first and the third floors are directly above each other. Okay. Is there any idea how many of these you could stack on top of each other? Um, these can go, I believe, 10 high. Wow. Um,
1: fully loaded with 60,000 pounds each when they're on a container ship. So when they're fully loaded, not, not even counting like as a house. So I'm not really sure. It depends on how much of the wall structure you cut out. But you can go at least 10 stories tall.
0: I mean, everyone goes now. Where the, what's that uh, city? Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi? Or Dubai. Dubai. Everyone goes to Dubai to see, like, the super interesting architecture. Oh, yeah. I think the next thing here is Joseph and Zach are going to build a 100-story tall
2: container
0: <laughs> <shipping laughs> building. That's that would be, be interesting. awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you should just do that for engineering feet, like... Yes, it's for fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I'm into it. If, if anybody's out there who, who wants to uh, pair up with us,
0: let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do want people to be able to reach out to you if, they, if you want them to. Yes. So do you want to give any sort of contact information for people listening?
1: Yes, you can send me an email at Zachary.Smithy at gmail.com, and that's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y dot smithy s m i t h e y at, at gmail.com
3: and uh mine is for the construction side is joseph bandelos that's j d a n d a l o s at hotmail.com
0: so it's j bandelos at hotmail.com correct j bandelos. okay cool because i know people that are listening are going to want to reach out to you guys and Hopefully some of them will do business with you. A lot of them will just have questions and want to record podcasts and stuff like that with you. And another thing that I'm working on right now
1: are very efficient designs using this type of construction so we can bring construction costs down for affordable housing in St. Louis, which I think there's a huge need for.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this one that we just toured, alright? Yes. Did he buy the lot? Did you? Say, did I read that he bought the lot from the LRA? Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, it's a
2: pretty sweet lot.
0: It's a large lot, yeah.
1: It's a
2: very large lot, but it's this corner lot that his deck, that second story deck of his master suite will now overlook the arch.
1: Yes. Right down I mean, the
2: end of the street, you'll yes, oh. see Crown Candy street. and the arch. Yes, it's an amazing street, and then this arch at the very oh, end is perfectly oh, okay. framed. I mean, it's cool.
0: We uh, interviewed Laura from the LRA a few podcasts ago, and I guess people can reach out to her and get a lot from her. There's a lot of them available, right? Yes.
2: yes. Or they can go to the LRA website too
0: okay so let me uh, do you mind if i just run through a few more questions about the property this this particular house itself um, what
3: kind of foundation did you pour the foundation was a standard foundation it was a, a crawl space so it was a three foot high uh eight inch wall on top of a, a footing a stand footing so it's pretty much but what made it very unique and different is Constructing it and because Zach had built one previously, there was a lot of nuances a lot of details that we were able to pay attention to That made it fall into place much easily uh, much easier than it would normally have um, Without knowing these details, especially with setting it into um, Notches because the pads on containers, they are at different levels and the pads meaning the feet when you're stacking them They're at different heights For the corners, okay. the four corners uh, they're at different heights than the rails so when you're stacking them you have spaces and gaps in between these containers that really would not be expected uh, thinking that they're flush with the rest of the container and they're not so knowing these details and uh, ahead of time it made it much easier for us to put these in place in in a, in a single afternoon which is what we did and we embedded
1: steel plates into the foundation around the perimeter and where the feet land well. So when we drop these metal containers, you have these embedded anchored plates that we weld the um, containers to. So they're welded
0: down. Yeah, I saw they were welding the container to that sort of, I guess you're calling it
3: a plate, but how is the plate connected to the concrete foundation? That's held with interior little uh, eye clips, eye hooks inside the plates that are welded which are on all the plates, which are on the angle iron plates as well as the base plates that sit underneath the feet themselves.
2: And is that drilled into the foundation?
3: It's actually, when it's poured, it's placed in the foundation as it's poured. It's placed in as it's poured, so that's where the details come in when pouring the Uh foundation. Uh And is that that kind of what helps with the windproofness? Well, when you say windproof, it actually helps with the weatherproofing total, because now the container is sitting directly on the plates that Zach was just mentioning, without any gaps or air leaks, and then it gets welded directly to the plate, eliminating all, all airspace. Yeah,
1: whereas a normal house is not anchored down to the foundation, it's basically
0: sitting on it. So this can't get blown away. It's anchored <laughs> well, down. Right. Okay, so, uh, you know, I've I've been really interested in shipping container homes and things like that for a while. I I have, like, a little piece of land down by Steelville and I want to put a shipping container there to, like, secure my stuff, basically. And when I watch all these YouTube videos, one of the things I find is they all complain about how hard it is to cut the holes in the walls, and they're using a thousand grinder wheels or whatever. Is there a better way? Have you guys found a
3: better way to cut the holes or is it grinding them out? No, uh, grinding is, is one way. It, it's more precise but it's much more time consuming and you're going to use a lot more consumables, the, 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 the materials. Uh, we have a plasma cutter which is more expensive uh, initially but then it's less expensive on the long run because of um, using less of uh, consumables than you do with the blades and also then just a regular torch. So if you're using a torch, it's, it's much more slag involved and a lot more, a lot less detail. So you're using a plasma cutter and you're saying it's not as
0: fine of a detail, but when you're cutting the entire wall out, I guess that not less important, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. We'll, we'll be using a grinder blade for doors
1: and windows. Okay. So we have that flush, straight line. Precise cut.
2: Yeah, and Zachy went through what 200 and how many?
1: Yeah, at least 200 grinder blades. For his? Yeah, yes. and you know it's it's something that you learn. And I was on a time schedule, so yeah, I just went with it. And it's kind of dangerous because can't those break? Are those? Yeah, if you get them in a bind, they'll shatter and
0: yeah, it'll throw uh, stuff at you. Are you guys wearing? You got your guys wearing all sorts of safety protection and all that type of thing? Yes. yes. Okay. And so for the interesting sort of... It's, it's not a cantilever. What do we call the design of this house? But where there's sort of, like, back... It is a cantilever, but we will have posts. So it's not a true
3: cantilever. It won't be hanging right. by itself. It's just a, an overhang, a 13-foot overhang. Okay. And then, the th- and then that 13-foot o- overhang on the second floor is um, compensated by the next container having the 13-foot overhang concrete re-setting um, back to the original container itself. I noticed you guys had guys there today
0: that were doing all sorts of welding. It seems like you had to add a ton of extra supporting beams
3: holding them up and you said you had to add five beams and stuff. Right. Not extra. I mean it's all in it was all calculated, just it's it's a massive amount of welding involved. I mean the amount of when you're building a house, I mean all of it really is not so much realized because it's wood and you know you're just cutting your wood and nailing it together. Here it's the same thing, but there's a lot more steel involved and because it's a metal place, a metal facility, you know, it's just a lot more welding is involved.
2: And so do you have to put the beams on as they're set in place, or are you?
1: Most of the beams we set, so uh, the beams that go in between the containers. Yes. so we set container, container, then drop the beam in between. And okay. we set another container and dropped another beam. Okay. Um, some of the exterior beams that hold up, like the overhang, yes. we put in later.
2: Okay.
3: Those I-beams, again, um, when I when we talk about preparation, you know, Zach and I were able to place nine containers in a single afternoon. I don't just mean an afternoon, a full day work. We started at seven o'clock, had the first container arrive at 7.30, and we were placing the first one by eight o'clock, and we were wrapping up, and the, con- the crane was pulling out of there by 3.30. So we were only able to do that, and that was with a full lunch as well, um, lunchtime, lunch break, but we were only able to do that with all the preparation work, because the I-beams that have to go into place, There's, again, a lot more preparation. It's not just dropping an I-beam. You know, the I-beams are actually prepared with a top plate that gets welded to the I-beam, and then that top plate has to get pre-prepared with notches and cutouts so that when they get put into place, it's all going into place like a Lego system. It's pretty cool. Uh It's amazing. this design, I mean, this is
1: more of an exotic design. This is more on the higher end designs for a container home. But we're still coming in at about $100 a square foot. So, I mean, traditional Which is construction.
2: Just, just so we are clear.
1: Yeah, traditional construction, you pretty much start at 100 for base and go up from there. So he's at the higher end of design and still at the base of traditional costs. And he's going to have a big haul. Yes. How many well, square feet? 2,880 square feet yeah. for nine containers. And That's so cool. it will be,
2: doctorate. I think what was interesting, so you did not take out a loan for your home. The bank wouldn't allow it. Right. Um, probably because they couldn't put it in a certain category. However, Travis is doing a bank loan. A he tr- is. Okay, but there are requirements. Which, yes. Um, now, how many bedrooms and baths is yours? Is
1: yours? Mine is three bedrooms. Two and a half bath.
2: Okay, and his is going to be and required to be a minimum of three bed, two bath. Yes. To do the loan.
1: And he's got three bed, two and a half bath. He only wanted one bedroom, but the bank wouldn't allow that for resale value purposes. So on the third floor, he put the minimum requirement of two tiny bedrooms and another bathroom.
0: Do you want to mention and what the, bank he was able to work with, or do you think many banks would be? Did
1: he to go? go to, did he
2: have to go to do a lot of banks? That he, would. Actually, he did go through a lot of banks. Okay,
0: okay. And. It wasn't
1: just um, the, the difficulty of getting the loan because it's a container home, but then he also had to deal with redlining because of the area that he's constructing it in. So the oh. banks were redlining him because of, this is an old north, And okay. several banks told him, you have the credit, we would loan to you, but can you build it somewhere else? And
0: they didn't want to build realtors aren't allowed to do redlining I guess maybe banks are uh, I don't think they're supposed to but
1: well does it come out to
2: evaluate it's an evaluation and being able to
1: comparables and resale values I guess resale
2: just in case there's a default on the loan so I think that they have some guidelines and one, one thing that
1: should be getting easier for container homes not counting redlining is that the more we build the more comparables that we're building um, like, his might have been easier because mine was already built, and
3: they're very similar in size. Okay. And the next one should be even easier. What'll be nice is now this will set a precedent for comps, so now that, we can, now that we have this, when this one's completed, we'll have a nice comp, and we'll be able to have a community, so people will be able to fly into the, the dome or wherever they're visiting, or come yeah. to the convention center and have something to do at night and drive by. You can have something to Crown Candy or La Mancha. And um, you know, have a breakfast or a lunch, and go visit the container home district. So yeah, I've I hope to have a container home district. <laughs> I'm sure well, that, that would be this, kinda cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that this is going to be a destination. Um, his house. It already kind of
2: is. Yeah, across the street
1: from. Right. I mean, I <laughs> still have people driving by mine daily and stopping and taking pictures. Really. And almost weekly, somebody will knock on the door and ask questions. They're like, get out of here. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm and sure it's going to be What questions are
2: they asking at this point?
1: Um, well, some of them are dumb questions like, is this a container home A saw on TV? But most of them are really just concerned with like, uh, how did you do it? Like, how did you get approval? Can I do this? Can you do this for me? Um, well, how much well you,
2: do you like those door knocks, don't you? Right,
1: yeah. I have to screen a lot of them because then they're thinking, hey, what can I build for $40,000? Um,
2: like a tiny I- home. So they're thinking that kind of Yeah, well, of a tiny they're home.
1: thinking bigger than tiny home, and I have to break it to them
0: that we're Ex- going to have to go tiny for that price. Extra well, tiny. speaking of that, so each container, I guess, depend- it depends on the size of the container, the condition. Is there like a general cost oh, per okay. contain- raw container? So What's your question? Is there kind of a general cost per? I guess it's a 40 foot. You guys use the 9 foot tall, which is the extra
3: the height. The high right? cube. Yes. Yeah. Is there kind of a general cost for that that you can give to people? Um, for the con- to purchase the container, or Per yeah. square foot to complete it as to a whole. To purchase the container. To purchase the container. Uh, I, as we were talking, you're looking at about right now between 2250 to 2500 dollars per container. But because of the, you know, the, the price increase in steel and all and the top three container companies merging, um, the container purchasing the containers have changed a lot considerably in the past three to six months. So there's a lot more work involved with the containers, so although you may be getting a good price on them, you really have to consider and weigh, is it worth my time and effort involved preparing the container for the condition in which I want to have it look as a home, or let me just purchase a new container and just have it drop into place. Okay. So new, new containers are going to range anywhere from around they start at fifty five hundred dollars. So the difference, and take it into consideration, by the time you're looking at tax and delivery and all of that, take into consideration, that's not just twenty two fifty to twenty five hundred container. It, you're looking at any, approximately thirty five hundred dollars per container.
2: Okay.
0: And you guys mentioned roughly around a hundred dollars a square foot for this property but I guess every house would be different depending on what the people want and all that stuff. Correct. They should just reach out to you and not not just use that as a set number. Correct. Right. Okay.
2: Now were there other um, container homes around the country that did you call anyone up when you were doing yours um, and get any advice Mm -hmm. to try and learn? No. Or were you like nope? just gonna do it
1: yeah I I mean I'm I'm a professional artist and so I just looked at this like a giant sculpture Mm -hmm. and whereas normal construction and I've renovated several homes in the past um, normal construction is an additive process you build it from the ground up you're just adding things this you stack everything up in a day then it becomes a subtractive process where you're removing things then it becomes an additive process again. So it's it's basically it's just a giant sculpture, and I just like figuring things out as I go.
2: Okay. So when you were doing yours, what was the single most difficult project? I mean, they're all challenging, I guess. Yeah. In, in their own oh, right, but what was the single most challenging?
1: Um, physically, considering I didn't have a, um, a crew helping me, cutting and removing the walls was really, really physically difficult. Um, The walls are really heavy, that's really heavy steel, so cutting those out and then carrying them out of the house in six foot by four foot, eight foot by four foot sections, they're around 180 to 200 pounds each and sharp. Is that
2: how you stay in shape?
1: Yeah, well, that's how I stayed in shape that year. <laughs> I guess you cut the whole wall out, and you're like, yay! And then you're like, oh, my
0: gosh, yeah. I have to how cut do I this be up.
1: Yeah, oh, that'd be yeah so I, my first few cuts were just trying to figure out, like, what size is manageable because I didn't really have
0: an idea how much each section was going to weigh. I wish you knew Joseph then, and he could have brought over his plasma cutter for you. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, in these in these prop, in these these containers, they seem like they come with the wood floor. They do. One inch thick hardwood plywood. One inch thick hardwood plywood. And is that part of the deal is you got to find a container that has good floors in good shape?
1: Um, from what I've seen, all the ones I've seen have decent uh, floors. So um, Joe's
2: shaking his hat. So we're not doing but video. But some of them
1: so have need prep. I mean, some of them are, you know, they can be split a little bit. I haven't seen any with bad holes that are workable. But if you have an oil spill on there, you're going to have to sand that up before you can lay down anything on top.
0: And you were when we were doing the tour, can you tell, just tell everyone again what you said about they had some sort of bug spray on them or something? Yeah, they're sealed with a, uh, a the, pesticide.
2: The floors themselves, because they are wood.
1: Yes, it's the only part that um, bugs could eat. So they're sealed with a pesticide. So they say if you're going to use this for a home, either seal it in or get rid of it. So I chose to seal them in with a two-part epoxy mixture. From that perspective, would it be okay to sand them? Or are you breathing in all this stuff? Uh, I, Well, yeah, wear a respirator if you're going to sand those floors. And then, even at that, still seal them up. And uh, anyone who's listening, please contact Right. Yeah. The and yeah, and like with Joe was shaking his head, no, you've seen a lot of rough container floors. Um, when you're ordering these containers you can order them with um, an inspection.
2: So, so you were Joe was <clears throat> talking about levels. So there's different levels of conditions that you were actually it's changed when you go to in to past right.
3: in the past three to four months, at a time that Zach had purchased his containers it was an ideal time and any time up to the past three to four months ago it was really the time to buy. Now they're taking a lot out of circulation, so they're trying to eliminate a lot of those older ones. And it was very time-consuming for me just to even pick out the nine that we had picked out to get ones that were acceptable, to be livable without so much damage. But yeah, there's, there's a good amount of work that I have ahead with uh, either burn, heavy burn marks, gouges, and you know, there's, there's some areas that are going to have to be addressed.
2: I think that's part of the charm, Yeah, like no, all the is. dings and the dens I saw on the walls in there, it's, on the containers.
3: It's what gives it the charm of, of that's the purpose of living in that type of, uh, you know, uh, eclectic look. It, it's nice, it's what you make out of it, and to me that's part of the charm. Yeah,
0: you know, it's we have, recycled we're going to show right. it off. Did you have to use some sort of special kind of paint to make it, like, rust-proof? And- um, so any rust
1: spots we seal with an epoxy right. and then after that we use a DTM direct to metal paint okay. Um, okay which i guess is good for the flexing the expansion and contraction
3: of metal right we what we what we've done is what had just said we, we put the, the epoxy on our the bare metal areas a two part epoxy to prevent any Future rust or anything, or actually from spreading, and then we put a prime, the whole containers, with a primer, DTM primer, and then on top of the primer we put the final coat of the DTM final coat. And
0: how long from now do you think Travis will have to repaint? Ten I years, think this maybe is maybe like a 20 time? year paint at least. Amazing, that's yeah. beautiful.
2: So the colors will go out of fashion before he needs to paint, is so right. what you're
0: saying. Yeah. As you guys are going through this with this particular guy, Travis. What has the process been about getting his input on the layout and the finishes versus what you already had from your experience? You know, What's that kind of process going to look like for someone who wants to call you?
3: Well, working with Travis and Gina has actually been a pleasure. I really, all the clients and customers and homeowners that I've worked with, they've been the most understanding and um, comfortable people to work with. And not because they're just easygoing; they're understandable. So they put a lot of logic behind it. They're very methodical. Um, they know what they want. They know their decisions. And um, when I explain something to them with a reasonable understanding, you know, they're very willing to understand the differences and very easy, very easy to work with. Well, know, and what, I think it would, would
2: be somewhat, um, as you say that. I think traditionally in our mindsets when we build a house, we want all these things new, we granite countertops and stainless steel appliances, but when I start thinking about outfitting a container home, I feel like there's zero expectation because it's not a type of home that kind of exists on the mainstream, so it's kind of like a wide open canvas of right. um,
3: Yes and no, my concern is that when you get somebody like that, you have to have an open mind to be eclectic and to you know. what you want to have it to look at and the outcome. Remember, these containers are used so there's dents. So if somebody was so neurotic to saying, well, are I want you going to fix these decks? I want them perfect. They're not going to be because that's, the no right. that's part of the system. There's no dentless. Right. Unless you want to buy new. Uh, right. So unless you want to go with that extra expense. So they're very um, understanding is what I should say. So how
2: will they be outfitting this one? Is this new materials? Is it like yours? Recycled? Is it a mix of the two? I How said are
1: Not they as that? eclectic as my house.
2: <laughs> like work. It's all right. interesting. I don't I mean, know like whether that
1: be drywalled and stuff or. Yes. Uh, all of so we have to insulate the all of the exterior
0: walls, frame, and then drywall. Okay. Because you know, so my dad built a new home 20 years ago or whatever, and I just remember him getting into the detail. The builder already had the plans, you know. They built the same home a hundred times already or whatever. And he's like, well, I don't want this outlet here. I want it like 12 foot or 12 inches to the right, you know. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, you probably don't want to work with my dad as a client on your container home. My dad's awesome, (laughs) by the way. But do you kind of get into that layer of detail with somebody like this? Because this is the first container home with this design, right? We have... Done some redesigns on the interior walls and
1: like trying to figure out where the ductwork is going to go, where the electric is, and the plumbing is going to be run. So we had to move some walls a few inches. Um, we had to go over some of those details, but I think in general, like we were talking earlier, they are open to you know the ideas of let's just make this functional and. There. I, I
3: think we've had a lot of synergy between the three, of, well, I don't want to say the three of us, but the three groups, meeting. You know, uh Travis and Gina and Zach and myself, you know, with uh, them being the final decision, Gina and, uh, and Travis, and with the brainstorming of Zach, with the three of us putting our heads together, and whenever we come up against, a, I don't want to say a dilemma, but you know, some decision making, uh, we've had very, I feel, good synergy as to how we want the outcome to be and in the very beginning i explained some of
1: the things that they should be open to and expect such as in certain areas you're going to have um, exposed electrical conduit or exposed ductwork
2: We think that that would fit right in with the yeah it's
1: just a part it's a the design Santa aspect home thing. yeah
3: yes and no I, and and here's why too because you're only working with you know 9 foot ceilings it's not like you're working with the loft downtown where you have 12 okay. to 14 foot ceilings so when you do put that open duct work now you're going to impede from a 9 foot ceiling which is what you're looking for because you, you're going for a high cube now it drops it down to 8 or maybe even less so really where are we going to put the duct work to make it look as the most aesthetically pleasing and then the conduit how do we do that because understand with this too we're working with original and I say original we're working with the uh, original floors and ceilings There's no sheetrock on the ceiling So these, this conduit now has to be exposed So we want it to be the most pleasing To the eye as well And you want to have it you know, In, in, a, in a manner that's comfortable and living with Okay So
0: this is uh, Like we were talking about when we were there This would be a great place to be if there was a tornado <laughs> but yes. It seems like a great place to be If there was a zombie attack You know
3: he needs um, to decide who his friends are
0: now. So yeah, in. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I recently, in my buddy got me all paranoid and I'm into this whole like end of days thing and I've started Start buying down. food and it's in my basement and all this stuff. Like, a shipping container home seems like the perfect place to go. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, as
1: far as tornado proof, this entire home is a storm shelter. Wow. Everything being welded to everything else, you should just be worried about not being next to a window.
0: Because you're going to cut windows out, obviously, and so I kept thinking, oh, man, you could just close those doors, but then he'll still have windows, and you're probably not going to have... Maybe, like, in the future, do you think when you cut the window out, you would keep that metal and make it so you could, like, So
2: it's close like it, shutters?
0: Is that just, yeah, is that That'd just cool. ridiculous that you it's totally unnecessary?
1: Um, I think it would just be unnecessary. Um, if, if you ever reached that conclusion, I guess you could just... Nail some plywood to the interior and
3: cover them yeah. cover up. So. I think he's better pack the car and move. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, it's really different than what you're thinking, because what you're saying is, is, can you use the doors as shutters, not in actuality, because the windows are not going to be on the sides of the doors. The windows go on the back end of the containers where there's no doors. Okay. The only area where that would be is because then, at that point, you'd have to build the interior frame inside the door frame. Uh-huh. So, we are doing that only at the front door level, though. Every other window will be on the exterior frame of, of the container. Nothing... No windows will be cut out on any of the door areas.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Can I ask about the roof, though? Because is it a true flat roof? Because it's a container, so it's flat. Like had, Even on flat roofs here in the city, we have pitch. some pitch.
1: You still have to have a pitch, and we're going right. to go with the minimum uh, eighth-inch drop for every 12-inch. So, so do you have to build up? Quarter-inch. Quarter-inch. Sorry.
2: Quarter-inch drop was from eighth front inch. to back.
1: Uh, so, no, every 12 inches will have oh, a every quarter inch drop. 12
2: inches has a quarter inch drop is the minimum standard. And so are there, is there any roofing materials or what are you, how are you doing the roof?
1: So because the it's roof starting will, out
2: flat, flat right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's just the, I mean, that's our base, the roof of the containers, that's our base roof. On top of that, we'll build up foam insulation panels. Okay. And that will also be the structure of the roof itself as well.
2: Okay. So
0: that's about 10 inches total from front to back? Uh, we're going to go side to side. Correct. Oh, side to side. Correct. So you're saying on the roof, you're going to build some little
1: thing.
2: So build it up.
1: Yeah, it'll be up on one side and slant towards the, um, the west side, the yard side.
3: Correct. What will that be made out of? That'll be the foam board, as you explained. Foam board. Yes. Okay. It'll be put a uh, oh, half a foot of, over a a foot of foam board, sloping down.
1: So uh, we have to get
0: our R30, is it? Correct. Off 30. of the roof. Because you had to add insulation up there anyway, so it's like an insulated foam board that will also correct. double as the roof? Yep, correct. Crazy, okay. And then it will be a flat TPO roof, which is the rubber. The standard
2: rubber. of yeah, what you Right see, on top yeah.
0: of that. Correct. Yes. Awesome, okay. So uh, as you guys have learned from this one, do you have a next big project booked? Or in your mind, do you have some new cool awesome idea that you're going to do for the next one? Um, or
2: what is the biggest change? or What are you learning? You learned from yours. You're learning from this. What are you going to take for the next?
0: Uh, efficiency
1: is the idea for the next project. Um, I like the list of people who have contacted me. Um, I'll, I'll dive into that list and see what's best for the next project, but right now I'm working on designs for a woman in Chicago. And hers will be four containers, two stories, with a rooftop terrace. Love it.
0: Why not? Yeah.
3: yeah. What's what's nice also, you know, with some with some of the designs, you know, Zach has taken blocks and we've sat down in his studio and just went through some different creative ideas. And you can take containers and they, and you can put them apart. They don't always have to be adjacent. So if you set containers apart and just put a truss system from one to the other, you can start with two containers and yet have a structure that's maybe a thousand square feet by using the space in between as more ground footage or more area footage that you're looking to have between yeah. them.
0: I thought about like like a V-shaped one with something on top of that, you know, there's all sorts of different, so you've made like blocks that are sort of like a scale model size? Yeah, I've, uh, so out of a two, a two by eight board,
1: I just measured how, like, that gives me the proportional width of the floor Mm -hmm. of a 40 foot container, then I just measured where I need to make my cuts, and I cut like hundreds of these blocks so I can just build models, that's they kind awesome. of look like
0: giant Jenga. Yeah, you've seen like the 2x4 Jenga's at bars now. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Exactly. Okay. Well, anything else we want to say before we wrap it up?
2: No, so anything?
0: No. Let's
1: give your contact information one more time if you don't mind. My email is zachary dot smithy at com. you can also find me on Facebook or Instagram at Zach Smithy and at Z-A-C-K Smith with an E-Y at the end Smithy
3: mine is uh, J Vandalos at Hotmail Jay's and Juliet B-Bravo A-N-D-A-L-O-S we really
0: appreciate Hotmail.com. you guys' time today yep. I know you gotta get back to the house there's a lot of work going on and uh, maybe we'll want to follow up with you again and you sure. said it'll sure. be done and we're looking at four months
1: four months so if you'd like to do another one in two months or so Beautiful. do a walkthrough of the
3: interior yeah so love when's to do
2: that? his move-in date we are for
3: perform well yeah yeah four months from now well around jan middle of january to the end of january so again it's, a lot of it's going to depend on weather at that time too i mean we're trying to get as much as we can before the weather sets in so we've had a lot of, a lot of the delays now although we started we broke ground in july a lot of the issues that we had were pre-existing um, foundation issues, and um, a lot of weather issues because of all the rain that we had this, this summer.
2: Nice. Wow. Perfect.
3: Well, thanks, we everyone, to for there listening. We House. Right there. Yeah, we want to, I don't, I,
0: hopefully they'll have to open Yeah, we'll just we'll invite ourselves. ourselves. We'll knock in the not door really like really we have a door in the house. He he is. Is. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again for listening, and thank you guys very much for letting us interview for our podcast, and take care. Thank you.